Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Alex Hoyer. It's no secret that St. Louisans love their beer, so much so that some even take the matter into their own hands, with no intention of going pro. Home brewing is the subject of our soundbite segment with our friends from Sauce Magazine. The March issue featured several local homebrew clubs in the area that meet monthly to swap brews, recipes, and critique each other's creations. Producer Lara Hamden sat down last week with Troy Meyer, president of STL Hops Homebrew Club, Susie Emiliozzi, president of the OG Women's Craft Beer Collective, and Catherine Claney, Sauce Magazine managing editor. Lara started by asking Catherine to describe what homebrewing is. Homebrewing is exactly what it sounds like. You are somebody who is interested in beer and actually making beer, and so you do that process at home, um, in addition to usually going out and also drinking beer in the in the scene. But you, from start to finish, um, make a beer at home, bottle it, and then share it with your friends. So how did you come to feature this kind of technique in your Guide to Beers feature? Sure. So the local homebrew scene is really strong here. There's dozens of homebrew clubs and communities all over the St. Louis and metro area. Um, and it really started with a conversation at the office about how we've all tried these beers at festivals um, that are great, but nobody ever knows about them because they're not made by professional brewers. Um, they're homebrew clubs that happen to have a stand at this event and can, and can share their beer with people. So we really wanted to, to find a way to showcase these brewers that are doing really great beer, but you'll never know unless you happen to try it at these festivals. And then the larger conversation of why not go pro? There's a lot of homebrewers that do um, get their start at home and really fall in love with it and decide to make it their their full-time job in their business. But there's a lot of other people that really just like doing this for fun and really just like making things and, and sharing them with their friends at their clubs. So we really wanted to have that conversation too about why do you just do this as a hobby? Why don't you make this a full-time conversation? And so that's that's sort of the direction we decided to go in. And so we started talking to the STL Hops Homebrew Club. They've been around for quite a few years now, um, and they're pretty prominent here in the local scene. Um, And that's where we sort of had a conversation with Troy and other members of the club about exactly why they they do what they do and why they enjoy it so much. So, Troy, how did you get your start in the homebrewing hobby? So a friend of mine, um, I used to go over to his house and drink his homebrew beer all the time, and I really enjoyed it. And then he moved away from St. Louis. And I was like, what am I going to do? I can't get this homebrewed beer. <laughs> so he came back and taught me how to homebrew. So basically that's how I got my start. He's like, all right, now I'm not bringing you beer across the country. So you're going to have to figure out on your own. So if somebody was interested in starting this, what did you need? Is there any specific equipment or ingredients? There's actually a lot of equipment that you need. Uh, there's kits at the homebrew shops locally that you can get that for starter kits that you can start out with that are simplistic and you, it's it's an easy end to starting homebrewing at home. So Susie, how did you get your start in homebrewing? <laughs> so my start in homebrewing actually began probably eight years ago. I gave my husband what's called a Mr. Beer Kit. So it's, it's one of those little extract kits um, for Christmas. And he had a great time with it, made a few batches, but kind of put it away. Well, you know, flash forward a little bit, we were looking for something to do together. And I remembered how much he enjoyed homebrewing and thought, hey, I'll really get into it too. So I suggested, hey, let's do this together. And that was like five years ago. Um, And we've just grown more passionate ever since. Can both of you kind of share your stories of how your club started, Troy? Sure. I actually lived out in O'Fallon, Missouri, and then I moved closer to the city. 
and I didn't find a club that I really enjoyed going to in, closer to the city, so I ended up starting STL Hops Homebrew Club. So we started at Perennial about, I think it's been about eight years ago now. Um, for those who aren't familiar, what are hops? Hops are <laughs> a botanical that uh, bitter beer and also give flavor to beer. So it just depends on where you add it in the process. And Susie, how'd you come to be a part of the OG Women's Craft Beer Collective? So a friend um, introduced me to the OG, and that's really how I got involved. And I loved meeting with the ladies and learning more about beer. And it was just such a fun, welcoming, um, constructive kind of environment that I really stuck around. So I've been a member for about four years now, and um, now I'm currently president. Catherine, how many professional brewers in St. Louis got their start in home brewing? There's a lot of them, actually, um, whether or not they were members of clubs. But when you think about it, you, you can't really – there's not a lot of school programs where you can go to learn how to brew beer. There are more now than there, than there used to be, and actually SLU just started one, which is really cool. Um, but – when you learn how to make beer, you're usually starting as a home brewer. So Corey King at Side Project Brewing and Brian Ivers, his brother-in-law, um, they both got their start as home brewers. Um, Kyle Cole Morgan at Well Spent Brewing um, got his start as a member of your club, right, at right. STL Hops. Um, Abby Spencer at Third Wheel Brewing got her start as a member of the OG. Um, and there's dozens more. Um, O'Fallon Brewing's Jason Small, Steve Albers at Center Ice, uh, Heavy Riffs' Jared Safel. A lot of these guys started brewing in their basement with their friends and perfected what they were doing and got enough people interested in it to really kind of make it a full-time venture. So it's definitely one of the most common, common avenues to starting your own brewery. In a region like St. Louis, where there's such a saturated market of craft beers or a lot of great beers around, what makes these homebrewed beers different? The main reason I think most homebrewers homebrew is because they can tweak the beer to their liking. So basically you're making beer that you like and you know that you like, and that's what your goal is, is to shoot you know, for beers that you really like. Or sometimes it's just to experiment with a new, new process or a new ingredient or you know, trying something new that you don't typically brew. I think you can look at it a lot like, you know, why do you cook at home and play with, you know, mess with recipes exactly when there's like so that. many great restaurants in town. And the best part is you can do both. We were just talking before we came on that like we love the the beer bubble in St. Louis. This <laughs> this little community of of beer brew, professional brewers, home brewers, fans. There's a lot of people and we all run in the same circles. Like we all see each other at the breweries that we all really like. And then we also all see each other at festivals only they're serving homebrew and you see each other at meetings. And so it, it's more loving beer the way that somebody who's into the food scene really loves food and then wanting to make it at home as well as experience it by professionals here in town. What are some of your favorite flavors that you've discovered? A recent uh, discovery for me was a combination of hibiscus, juniper, and rose. Ooh, that sounds really mm -hmm. That sounds really springy. That sounds pretty. And in a wit base. And it was pretty delightful, if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> and Troy? Um, I mainly stick with hops. So hops can present themselves in a lot of different flavor profiles. But my main are fruity fruity citrus and stone fruit there's a there's a style that's recently became popular which is called northeast ipa that i really enjoy how much time per week on average do you devote to this hobby um well so if i <laughs> i typically brew twice a month so that's like an all day event typically it takes up the whole day uh but planning and 
reading and all that stuff, I probably spend another at least 20 hours a week on top of brewing. And Susie? Um, it's probably pretty similar by the time we roll in club things yeah, and, and, and all. Right. Yeah. And then just personal development in there. Yeah. What would you say is the simplest and most complicated form of beer to make at home? Simplest. You know, I would say um, it's not so much of a style as it is a technique. So um, the simplest approach would be getting an extract kit from one of the local homebrew shops or an online retailer um, and just following that process. So again, that it's, it's really more about the technique because a lot of the, when we talk about extract, it comes in dry and in liquid formats. And basically the malt has already had all the sugars and things extracted from it that you really need to get out of it. So it, it, it simplifies the process considerably. Um, so after that, it's just making sure that everything's clean. Um, complicated, I would say maybe a lager simply because of um, the temperature control needed. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, that would be a more difficult one, I would say. An easy one, I think, is a porter. I think a lot of people start out with porters only because you can hide flaws and you get a better <laughs> result out of it for your first time. I think that's, that's yeah. Is, is your focus generally just on beer or do you branch out into other drinks like ciders or wines? I, I do some ciders. Um, I've got some plans for meads in the future, but haven't taken that next step. Mm -hmm. Troy? Yeah, so I brew cider and I also brew wine full time too. So I do the gambit. Have either of you ever considered turning this hobby into a professional career? Yes. <laughs> uh, so my husband and I actually plan to open our own place in, in probably three to five years or so. Uh, fingers crossed on that. But I remember it was actually through an opportunity created with the OG that I um, got to work on a, on a commercial scale. And I remember the moment of standing on the brew deck and there was just something that felt so normal and natural to me, like even though I didn't really know what I was doing, it just still felt like I'd been doing it forever. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I think I might need to examine this a little carefully. Yeah. Do you find that there are a lot of other women in this region who are into home brewing? There are. There are. And I'm super excited to connect with them because um, I think there are a lot of opportunities for diverse you know, ideas and perspectives and creativity. So um, absolutely. There, there are, and I love, love, love meeting them. <laughs> and Troy, are you interested in turning this into a professional? I've business? thought about it. I'm not real. I'm kind of on the border, so I've thought about it. I think every home brewer thinks about mm -hmm. turning so pro too. at one point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Catherine, why feature something where few people will ever get to try it? I think that was kind of the, the appeal of it and the fun of it was was – Part of the guide to beer that we focus on every year is obviously trends and what's happening now in the scene and here's the breweries to watch and here's the breweries go to go to. But there's a whole other element of the St. Louis beer community that are people like Troy and Susie where they are fans of the local beer scene and, and patrons of the local beer scene and champions of the local beer scene. But they're also people who kind of have this this hobby on their side as on the side as well. Um, and you can try them. 
um, you know, I do kind of always throw that caveat in there because we do we don't want to do anything that's ever so exclusive that nobody ever gets to try it. Um, but it's sort of like having the inside track on knowing. Um, so when you go to a beer festival like Ales for Tales, which was last weekend, I know this um, St. Louis Craft Beer Week every year. Um, there's festivals that are involved. I think Crider Fest um, at Second Shift has homebrew clubs as well. When you go to these these festivals, there's tents set up for every brewery that's visiting, but there's also tents set up for the homebrew clubs. And they have their whole setup ready to go, um, and they're pouring anywhere from four to eight to ten beers. And you really get a chance to see like what these guys can do. So there are opportunities to try their beers. Um, but we really wanted to focus on the beer culture in the city as much as we focus on on the brewers and, and the actual product that you get to drink. So it's it's a really cool community. It's a very welcoming and open community. And we wanted to show people that side of it. Susie, are there any styles of beer where you think is just best left for the pros? Hmm. I, you know, there's a lot that you can really do at home, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> and Troy? <laughs> no, I'm going to agree with Susie, yeah. You can do anything at home nowadays. There's so much information on the internet about how to make beer. Like sour beer is the most challenging probably because it's the most finicky to brew. But there's uh, there's a whole wiki out there now for home brewers on how to brew. And actually um, professional brewers go out there and look at it too and get information from it. How do you cater to those like myself who have sweeter palates when it comes to drinks? There really is a beer for everyone. Absolutely. <laughs> there really there is. is. Um, so for someone who prefers sweeter things, you you might enjoy something that's fruited. Um, you may enjoy some milder flavors, maybe uh, like a nice wit or something that you could there's a gateway for absolutely everything i can think of a few commercial examples for you right away <laughs> <laughs> what are some of those examples sure so i think you would probably enjoy founders rubeus or blushing monk which is really the the same beer but a little stronger um you might enjoy you may actually enjoy some of the new england ipas because um, they're lower in bitterness they're higher in that fruit kind of aroma a lot of times they'll have real tropical flavors mm-hmm. Um, and then you may enjoy like a milkshake IPA. Uh, they tend to be a little too sweet for me, but that might be something of interest to you. It's like a dreamsicle in a glass sometimes. Mm. Sometimes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> sometimes. Or, or um, it, this is a completely different direction, but maybe even like a fruited Berliner Weiss. So you get a little bit of the tart in the background, but then there's a lot going on in there that you could probably appreciate. So those might be some avenues to start with for you. And Susie, any advice for folks interested in giving home brewing a try? Absolutely. Um, So St. Louis Wine and Beer Making has a homebrew demo the first weekend for Saturday of every month. Maybe check out the process. Um, See what it looks like. I'll actually be there. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else you all would like to add? I would just say if you're interested in homebrewing and you want to just see what it's about or you're not sure how to get started – these groups are also incredibly active on social media, yes. and they're very willing to give advice and and share tips and and just point you in the right direction. Even if it's hey, where do I, what homebrew shop do I get started at? 
um, they're very happy to help you get started um, and point in and help you sort of troubleshoot. Um, and, and that's a really, really cool thing about this community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There, it's such a collaborative environment. That's what I love. I love the community of homebrewers. I love how supportive they are. I love how they're always willing to help out, even at festivals. Oh, my goodness, something broke or I left something at home. Hey, can you help me? Yes, of course. It, it's really a fantastic community. And Catherine, to your point, anyone, any homebrewer will be happy to answer questions for someone who's just getting started. That's Susie Emiliozzi, president of the OG Women's Craft Beer Collective, Troy Meyer, president of STL Hops Homebrew Club, and Catherine Claney of Sauce Magazine. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.